is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like Sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Hello, 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 and welcome back to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet, and welcome back to the A-Show on the Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet Network. Welcome to ESSR Central. I'm your host, as always, your actual host is, you know, all all is right in the world again. Main host, Ross McLeod, joined by a man here to make a few points, maybe just two points, much like Liverpool <laughs> near the bottom. Oh, shut up. Is <laughs> John. I mean, look, put it this way, mate. Had it been anyone else on the podcast, I'd have went, someone that's completely pointless, just like Man U. But if I used that with you... <laughs> You would love it. It's just another big man you and the dumpster fire that's going uh, on. There. I don't, I don't want to say too much about football at the minute, but you know what? We got man you on Monday night, and it's it, it is just our look at the moment that they're going to do us over. Yeah, <laughs> can't you see that coming personally? But it's football. Stranger things have happened. But we're not talking about the strange world of football. We're talking about the weird and wacky world of wrestling. And before we get in there, we have a massive back catalogue talking about the good, the bad, the ugly. Of all things wrestling, you can find that at Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. Just find us on iTunes, Anchor, Android, and Spotify. And if you want to get involved in the conversation and tell us how wonderful, how wonderful our shows are, and how bad my Liverpool-based puns are, well, <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all the social medias at Suplex Retweet. Well, the last time you and I spoke was um, an emergency special. <laughs> it's the emergency Vince cast. Yeah. Yes, I was. I, uh, Patent still pending on that Vince cast, by the way. Um, <laughs> but yet, I, I rushed home in the pissing rain uh, to do an emergency Vince cast. And we talked about some stuff we'd like to happen. We we talked about um, stuff that would change if Triple H took over WWE. And there's certainly been changes. And we'll start with the, the returns. And you can just you can take these as you like in any order. We've got the return of Canyon Cross with full entrance and Scarlet Bordeaux by his side this time. Yes. We've got uh, Hit Row minus Swerve, who's obviously an AEW as part of their tag team champions at the minute. And the returning Dexter Loomis, um, weird and wacky skits on Raw and uh, sending a, a, a rather kind message to Indy Hartwell on NXT Heatwave last night. So... Let's just start with the returns, John. Where would you where would you like to start? 
Well, things have been pretty good. I mean, obviously, we mentioned that, you know, if Triple H came in, there'd be quite a few things that we'd like to see. Uh, a lot of talent, obviously, thinking, oof, well, hang on a minute, this is this is good. And a lot of the ones that he loved are now back, as we've, you know, mentioned a lot there. Like Dakota Kai coming back, of course, at SummerSlam. You know, Sky, who extended her contract. It was great. Uh, I, I'm... I am a big fan of Dexter Loomis. I love that character in NXT. I thought it was great. And now, you know, he's he's doing something just really different. It's, it's, it's wild, this whole invasion angle. Like you said, there was a little bit of a, a, a nod to Index on NXT Heatwave. And that was great. Uh, it's been brilliant to see Karrion Cross back. I did not expect that. I, uh, I heard about it and, you know, takes things with a pinch of salt, but he's back with that presentation that he should have had in the first place. No budget demolition going off here. Uh, and that is great. He's got his heat of Scarlet there. He's working perfectly. I think that is fantastic. He's moved Champa up the card, and that's yeah, that's a good thing. And, and Champa's getting a good rub with the Miz as well. That's great to see. Uh, you know, so far, so good integrating these talents back into the roster. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a place for everyone on the card at the minute. It seems it seems that everyone's doing something. It might not be top of the card, but everyone's doing something. Everyone's getting microphone time. You know, even we, we talk about uh, Ricochet. Yeah. He um, had a match with Corbin and then had a promo segment the next week when Corbin knocks him down and goes, this isn't over. So... It might not be where we want to see Ricochet, but, you know, he's had more TV time in that match and that promo segment with Corbin than his entire IC title run. So we're, you know, we're, we're taking steps in the right direction. Right, and, a winner already. And like, I, I completely forgot to mention Hit Row as well. I know you mentioned before, Hit Row are back and, and that is phenomenal. I thought Hit Row were going to be a huge breakout and then they just got stopped. They just got absolutely thrown into a wall and now they are back as they say the OG3 are there and, and this is is really really cool to see because I think they, they could make a big impact yeah definitely um, I actually asked Scott this question um, what do you think happens first is it the cancelled feud with Jinder Mahal and Shanky for Hit Row or is it Los Lotharios trying to fire into B-Fab and <laughs> <laughs> top dollar and the Adonis going after them for that. What, what, what feud do you think is happening first? Oh, um, I'll throw in an extra one, bringing the maximum male models. Yeah, oh, well, there we are. <laughs> well, um, let's talk about obviously that as well. There's rumours with those those guys um, that a Maxine Dupree will be taking over them and rumours of a draft in October. Uh, the LA Knights coming back in October, uh, splitting away from the maximum male models. Do you think that's the right step for LA Knight? Well, first of all, say it right. It's Maxine Dupree. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'd love to see uh, LA Knight do his thing on his own. Uh, I think he's not like horrendously wasted in this because I think he's so good on the mic that he can get those two over. And that works fine, but obviously you want what's best for him because he's a real talent, and you saw that in NXT. You know, I saw him do that in, in Impact and, and NWA as well. So I want to see that LA Knight come up to the main roster and do his thing. I think Maxine Dupree 
is going to be fine doing doing her thing with uh, with the maximum male model of boys because I think she she can hold the camera. She's got the gaze. She's got you know that whole poise about it. She's serious, you know, but she's kind of alluring at the same time. So pulls people in the camera and then brings those boys on who are going to be like the, the the vicious side when they come out. I'd like to see LA Knight definitely on the on the main roster. He's the upper mid card material for sure. Yeah, hundred percent agree there. Um, we talked about uh, the likes of Dakota Kai and Neil Shirai also returning, and they've been thrown in straight away, wasting no time. Uh, was Triple H getting a women's tag title tournament going? So we had uh, Asuka and Alex Bliss. They've defeated uh, the two Scottish women because they're put together because they're Scottish. <laughs> Do drop and Nikki Ash. Um, Tamina and Dana Brooke, Team Twenty Four Seven, were defeated by Sky, uh, Kai and Sky. Uh, <laughs> evil. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez and Aaliyah defeated um, Shotzi Blackheart and who was is Ali. And this week on SmackDown, we've got uh, Zoe Lyons. Uh, sorry, no way, well, you were right. I guess that you know it's Zoe and the, Zoe Starks and Nikita Lyons. So yeah, Zoe Lyons. Let's take it. So the Zoe Lions going up against Natalia and Sonia Deville. Um, nice to see, you know, nice to see people, an actual tag team, people who have got a, a, a axe to grind and now teaming up that the likes of uh, Alexa Bliss and Asuka. You've got people coming up from NXT and Zoe and Lions and... Yeah, it's been a really good tournament so far. I think that it's not been like Queen of the Ring where they've been given three-minute matches. It's been each week, each match has been given its own showcase. Yeah, it's been good. There's been some good stuff. I, I like uh, Alexa Bliss and Asuka. I think they've got some you know, legs in that. I think there's, there's definitely somewhere to go there and even like taking each other on afterwards, you know, that there's, there's somewhere to go with those two. I like their chemistry. I think they're working really well together. Sky and uh, and Dakota Kai, brilliant. Then they they've been put together, but they're not just thrown together. There's reason behind it. They're part of Bailey's faction, so that's that's a good reason. Uh, I I like yeah the way that this is going so far, and of course the call ups men XT, which are are really cool. I I really like Zoe Starks. I think she's she's got it. She really does have it, and she's ready now. Yeah, she, there's a reason she's going up. She's ready now. I think Nikita Lyons is a step behind, but she's got such a presence that I think she can mask a little bit of that. And I think she's gonna, you know, she literally pops out of the screen. You know, she's she's so in your face that she's gonna get herself over. So she'll be able to mask again those those little deficiencies. She's gonna be able to hide behind what Zoe can do in the ring and what others can do against her. I think, you know, she's going to be able to, to learn while she's doing. And, you know, she's, she's certainly got a, got a good run coming up here. I don't think they're going to win that match, but I think it's going to be a great showcase for them. Like you said, all these matches have been. Um, I want to run a theory by you. Um, Austin. Say that again. Austin theory. No, 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 no. Just, <laughs> just a normal theory. Um, I think with the six women tag at Clash at the Castle, I don't think either Sky and Kai or Alexa and Asuka are winning. I think whoever goes through this week gets screwed by the team they beat in the final. Okay. And I, 
I think they'll then put the women's tag titles on Clash at the Castle in a separate match because I just I think there's too big a spotlight on Bianca and pardon me, Bailey and these yeah. guys are that feud. So I think they'll want the they'll want the new champs to have, you know, be away from that and they don't want the titles overshadowed. So I think yeah, whoever wins, it's not going to be part of Sky and Kai and it's not going to be part of the Alexa Asuka connection. I think uh, <laughs> I think it's going to be somebody completely different. And I'm going to throw I'm going to put my hat going to going to put the house on it, right? Aaliyah and Raquel, right? That's my picks to win it. Do you know they're quite a popular little duo, aren't they? I think, yeah, Aaliyah struggles so much to get herself in a position where she's comfortable with the character. I think she's finally just found it because she's gone through like five different ones while she's been with NXT and on uh, SmackDown. I think she's finally found herself now. Um, th- there's that kind of little and large combo. You know, you've got like the towering Raquel uh, Rodriguez, uh, who, who I think is great. I, th- you know, I-, I thought she was going to win the women's money in the bank if I was going to be honest. But, um, you know, looking back, the right choice. Um, but I think that, that, yeah, they're definitely a very good, a very good team. I think, you know, th- there's obviously big things in, in that sort of Sky and Kai future. I think that's going to happen. I mean, ob- yeah, obviously the rumors are still flying around, you know, about Sasha and Naomi. Are they back? Are they coming back? I mean, Clash of the Castle might, what a pop that, that would be in Cardiff. You know, if those two came out just completely unannounced. Yeah, they would set the well. There's not well. There is a roof at the Millennium Stadium. Yeah, uh, yeah. Is it going to be on? I don't know. I'm I'm there, but uh, is it going to be on? I mean, it's British weather. I mean, you really have to have the roof on. Yeah, I'm unlikely to be fair. Yeah, you're right. Throw back to Southampton and Arsenal in 2003. Yes. <laughs> but um, yeah. So we've had returns. We've had the women's tag titles. Um, I want to talk to you about this as well. It's a spotlight on the mid-card titles. So for so long, uh, we've sought with Nakamura whenever he's in a mid-card title run. They just, they really don't have anything for him. Um, Theory, his US title run was good because they wanted it to be, but Finn Balor, you know, left off the WrestleMania card. Bobby Lashley, the feud was all about Theory. You know, he was just sort of there to hold the title and be you know, be the big bad to Austin Theory sort of thing. Um, the IC title, Ricochet, not on WrestleMania either. Um, Sami Zayn, with a couple of blink you'll miss it runs with the title. Apollo Crews didn't get a pay-per-view once. Um, so, there's been a lot of complaints on the use of WWE's mid-card titles, but they had the tournament, uh, the one-night tournament to crown the new number one contender, Champa. Uh, became the number one contender to Bobby Lashley's title. We had the history of the US title with JBL narrating. We had a great match, Champa and uh, Lashley. The next week, he has another great match. It's highlighted yet again. Lashley and AJ Styles in a sensational match as well. And over in SmackDown, we've got Nakamura and Gunther uh, main eventing the show, closing out SmackDown with uh, an Intercontinental title on the line. I don't mind the mid-card titles not being on pay-per-views. I, I don't mind, you know, if it's just the big titles on the pay-per-view. 
But you need something for TV, and if this is how they're going to do it going forward, I'm not exactly complaining because it's been done to perfection so far. I know it's only been a few weeks, but, you know, it has. Yeah, it's been definitely one of the highlights of the past few weeks for sure. I mean, those two video packages really sold it as well. I am such a mark for the Intercontinental Championship. That was the one that I I loved growing up because being a massive Bret Hart fan, I think that's what kind of really brought it home to me. I was, you know, always watching that SummerSlam 91 match with Mr. Perfect. And then, you you know, you get into the Shawn Michaels era and, and the ladder match with Razor Ramon. And of course, Razor's title reigns and, and move it up and up and up. And, and that classic Intercontinental title was always the one that I was so obsessed with. It was the first toy belt I ever bought, you know, when I was a kid. First one I got. And it, w- it was great to see that package. It was brilliant. And the the stuff with Harley Race and the US title and the, the lineage there and that package was great. And like you say, they're highlighting them on TV because, you know, Roman's not there every week and he's got both world titles right now. So, you know, something's got to mean something on these shows and those titles do mean something. So if they're at the top of Raw or SmackDown, then great. That is brilliant. And like you said, we've had some brilliant matches there. You know, Lashley and Champa, I thought was very, very good. Great showcase for Champa. Lashley gave him a lot in that as well. And, you know, he, he took him to the limit. Lashley and Styles was great as well, I thought. Um, that was a great strong style match with Nakamura and Gunther. And I think Gunther is going to be very dominant with that title. I think that's really, really good, but it was also great to see Nakamura getting the, the, you know, kind of the props that he deserves really there. And it is good to see these. Yeah. If they don't make it on every pay-per-view, then fantastic. I'd say they have to be on the big four. I don't know what they're going to do with survivor series, uh, going forward, uh, whether they're going to do the whole raw versus SmackDown, maybe versus NXT 2.0 thing in there. I don't know whether that's going to happen, but I'd like to see the intercontinental and us titles, defended at least at the Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, and maybe Survivor Series? I would say two out of the four, I think. I'd, I'd love to see it defended at SummerSlam and... Um, uh, Mania. And Mania, yeah. Yeah, but, it has to be those two. But like the Royal Rumble, I, I don't like a big card on a Royal Rumble because everyone's like, get to the Rumble. Yeah, yeah, I, I get what you mean there. I get what you mean because in that case, they'd be the, they'd be like the opening matches. You know, I've, yeah, the Intercontinental yeah. titles open the Royal Rumble a couple of times, and yeah, they they'd be the the opening matches. So I'd I'd like to save them for and and you've got the scope, especially with WrestleMania, is two nights. You know, no, you've got the scope to do it. You could put one on one night and one on the other. It's fine. There's plenty of scope for it. Uh, but yeah, I think as well because those titles both have big history with those events as well. So they they are well-placed to be defended at Mania and, and SummerSlam. And again, yeah. the, just think of the video packages you're going to get. <laughs> Building that up. <laughs> Sells itself. Absolutely. And even, you see, if Survivor Series, even if it is just champ versus champ, then at least putting a spotlight on the titles yep. and not moving on to the pre-show that they did this year. Yep. To have a battle royal to celebrate The Rock, who was not even there. Like, <laughs> I love The Rock, but if he's not showing up, then don't put that battle royal like on the yeah. show. Yeah, 100%. But anyway, we've moved away. Uh, we'll move away from the Triple H's WWE, the returns, the women's title, the spotlight on the uh, mid card. Let's talk about some current things happening in WWE at the minute. Uh, Trish Stratus 
returning to WWE over this weekend. She's returning uh, to London, Ontario, Canada, and Kingston, Ontario, Canada. Uh, she tweeted out, Guess who's coming to WWE live events this weekend? Come see Fight Owens Fight, Dominic Mysterio, Alexa Bliss, and yours truly. Well, someone has to help and maintain control. So she's going to appear at Bud Gardens at WWE Saturday Night Main Event, live event, and the Leon Centre in Kingston, Ontario, Canada, for Sunday Stunner. Um, I don't know if this... I think she'll probably be, if she's saying about maintaining control, the old uh, Mick Foley or the old retired sort of <laughs> uh, what guest enforcer. Austin did that a few times on live events. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sort of guest enforcer role, but I think um I think a lot of people got a bit overexcited, myself and David Campbell included. Like, wait, is she back is she back back or is she just back for the weekend? Is this a is this a house show thing or is there going to be more? Yeah, is it because oh I'm in Canada I might as well, you know, we're around the corner. Come and join us. Uh, I have heard that she's coming back for more, but then again, I mean I don't know whether that's true or not, because you you don't know what's true now. I think this is the nice thing about uh, what's happening at the moment? There's a yeah. Th- there's never certainty, and I, I think that yeah, the way they can keep us on our toes is really good. But yeah, I mean, it's great to have Trish back. She's she's always value for money. Uh, I think she'll do really good with the crowd. It, it's going to be another boost for sort of meet and greets and stuff like that, and the the, the VIP packages that I know they love to sell. So you know, it, yeah, I'm all for Trish coming back. That's that's absolutely fine. And doing in that role, I don't think you know they're going to stick her in there and and put her in the Raw Women's Title picture anytime soon. She's not going to be facing Bianca Belair. Let's say that. If you could get one match out of Trish, one more match out of Trish, who would you like to see her face? Oh, oh. Um, there's no point doing Charlotte again. That'd be a waste of time. Um, I think someone who's very similar. I mean, maybe it would be Bianca, but I think Bianca would probably just go over fairly easily there. Um, Bailey? Bailey, that would be sensational, I think. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd love to see her go up, but especially this new heel version of Bailey. Yeah. Um, well, as soon as you've taken Bailey, I will take Sasha Banks. Oh, I'd that'd be good too. Trish. Trish versus Sasha Banks, I think, could be. Could be an entertaining watch. Similar um, builds, similar kind of styles in many ways. I think that'd work very nicely. But John, I mean, I think we are doing a disservice because we've talked about the women that she could face. Let's talk about the women she will face. She's been at the performance center. <laughs> She's getting back into ring shape. The men's division has Johnny wrestling. The women's division has Brandy wrestling. Brandy <laughs> Rhodes is currently training, uh, training at the WWE Performance Center, getting back into ring shape. It looks like she will be, uh, she will be signing with WWE, and it looks like she will uh, be in a wrestling role. How do you feel about that? I mean, from her sort of previous excursions in the ring, you kind of have to think, oh, wait a minute, because she wasn't great. Uh, I think her her character work improved a little bit in uh, AEW, so that's a good thing. And uh, I've heard she's had a match in the PC, and it seemed to go fine. 
So that's a good start. I, I don't agree with sort of throwing her straight in there. I'm trying to work out if there's a real reason to put her in, in into the division. I mean, hey, look, if they want to sign her and she wants to come back, then great. Uh, but I, I just don't, don't see a spot for her. I, I will say this. I thought she was a sensational ring announcer, a terrific businesswoman. Charitable and gorgeous. That being said, she's just, she's a horrendous in-ring competitor. <laughs> and you know what? Maybe maybe that's just something they can work on at the PC. Maybe maybe she can come in NXT 2.0 and it's it's a win-win for both sides. She's a name for that division, but she also improves. Yeah, she's and, a name there, but she's too big for NXT 2.0, I think. Yeah, like, because it... As soon as you, because everyone knows who she is, yeah, everyone knows that's 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 Brandy Rose, that's Co- Cody's wife. So they're going to expect her to be part of that package when he comes back. So is there a point of sticking her in there when they all know that she's just going to disappear as soon as Cody's fit again? I think I would like to see them do what they did with Seth and uh, Becky once they realised right putting them together is a detriment to both of them. Yeah. They kept them apart. And it was well known that on TV, Seth Rollins and uh, Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch are married. And it's well known on WWE TV that Bianca Belair and Montez Ford are married, but it's left alone. You know what I mean? Like, you know, nobody, it does it's not something that comes up constantly. And I'd like to see that. You know, I, I don't have a problem with her managing Cody. I don't have a problem with her appearing for big matches with Cody. But I, I think she'll like, be she'll be great on like that kind of side. That, like you said, with all the charity stuff and the business stuff. I mean, I think like you know, you, you put her right there alongside Stephanie McMahon. That's 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 two powerful women going out there and two powerful women going doing their thing. You know, in 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 the business and charity world, I think that's great. Do I want her in the ring? Do I want her in that managerial role? Like you said, yeah, that's cool. But uh, it's it's got to be done right and not just because. Yeah, I agree. Um, let's talk about WrestleMania. So WWE announced Tuesday that it set a company record last week for the most WrestleMania tickets sold in the first 24 hours of availability, according to Arash McCut. Marchese of ESPN Radio, WWE revealed that more than 90,000 tickets were sold for WrestleMania 39 in the 24 hours after they went on sale last Friday. So it will be a two-day event once again, April 1st, April 2nd, 2023, at the SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, California. John, you jammy bastard. (laughs) I was about to say, and out of those tickets, I have two of them. Anyway, thanks for joining us, John. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I am very much looking forward to going. I was going to go in 2020. Obviously, there was a, the, the clear reason why I couldn't. Uh, and I got all my, my money back from that. And I was devastated not to go. Uh, my friend who I train with, um, he went to Texas last year. It wasn't particularly right for me at the time to go. Um, many reasons. Uh, one was not having a valid passport because <laughs> um, uh, he needed renewing it and I hadn't renewed it. And, uh, you know, he, he went to Texas this year. So, you know, 
I was very, very jealous. I'm like, look, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. And I umdenard about it for so long on that day, for so, so long. And then I just got a case of the fuckets and went, bang, there we go. Credit card, thank you very much. I bought myself two tickets. So I'm in two different seats in two different on, on both days, but it's gonna be it's gonna be great. I'm really looking forward to it. That's good. You're going, Gary's going. Are you going to clash as well? I am going to clash, yes. Yes, you prick. My, um... <laughs> <laughs> and then this is the thing, right? I'm going to clash and I've paid for my ticket and I'm going with four other people. And I got offered a freebie this week as well. Oh, I am. Um, what do you call it? I, I'm never letting my missus because of holiday again. Just put it this way, <laughs> because Rangers have not been in the Champions League in twelve oh, years. Oh my, it's getting close, isn't it? And we are going. We are. We arrive in Turkey for three weeks. Um, on the day of the second leg, it's two-two. It's basically a cup final now. It's winner goes through, and I will more than likely miss that. And oh, then, <laughs> then uh, we are also there for the Old Trump Derby. <laughs> we are also there for Clash at the Castle. The first. Oh my! So she's like, "Would you know rather three weeks in Turkey? Like, I'd rather both, but you know." And you know what? I'm kind of, I'm kind of glad I'm in Turkey because I am skint. I've saved. I've put money aside to go to Turkey. I would not have had the money to go to any of these things, and it would have just depressed me more. But it's just one of those ones, just sod's law, you know. Oh yes, yes, yeah. we're going to have a nice long holiday. Ah shit, all this stuff's happening. So all, all the plans that you know just just fall completely by the wayside. I mean, yeah, you know, going to Turkey obviously for three weeks. It's a lovely thing. I mean, that's just about the right amount of time to get a new barnet, really, isn't it? When you're over there, so that's that's not too bad. <laughs> No, she's told everyone in work I'm going to get my teeth done. <laughs> Didn't like it when I told them that she was getting her ass done. Oh, <laughs> that was that was sleeping on the couch that night. Anyway, yeah, I bet, mate. I bet. <laughs> but WrestleMania record sales. Um, I look forward to Brian Alvarez just being a a big Debbie Downer. But, <laughs> yeah, of all this old many. Oh, shut up, shut up. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's it's grim, isn't it? I mean, hey, look, you know, it, it, I think it's really cool that that this is happening, and if, you know, the, I don't know whether it was. Can we even say it was a Triple H bounce? Is that a thing? Can we say that? I don't know, but you know, it's uh, it's incredible that that's happened. Now, just having a quick look now, the the combos are out. The I I couldn't get hold of a combo ticket. I've just gone to Ticketmaster now um, to get combo seats. Um, oh, oh my word, this barely any of them left and most of them are all resale ones that are there by the way um no. this is on the combo so in fact they're all resale tickets on Ticketmaster, um which is is wild i'm going to look at the actual proper ones while we're we're on this um but that is that is crazy that the the resale tickets are up there so people have bought them and already they're, they're knocking it on the head um so let's have a look one ticket i mean yeah, have you seen the full prices, by the way? The full, the, the full set. Uh, well, like basically, official platinum down at ringside, floor level, uh, section C here, row five and seat one. That is six thousand two hundred and eleven dollars oh. uh, for a ticket. Uh, they're they're about they're around that price, approximately that price. Uh, 
Although row two on floor level F, which is basically the second row on one of the corners facing the ring from the ramp, the entranceway. Uh, they're ten thousand dollars per seat. It's it's just absolutely wild. Some of the pr- I I want to go to a WrestleMania one day, but I think I'll be sitting up in the nosebleeds. There's no way I'm paying that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, look, I'm sat in, in in a section where my ticket was um, was basically $160 for one of a seat, for one of the uh, one of the tickets, and then the other one was like $200. Yeah, I mean, obviously in a different yeah different location each time, but um, yeah, I mean, like some of the some of the the prices are just out of this world, but the, the, there are some left. There are still some tickets left, you know, for anybody who's umming and ahhing and thinking about going, there are still some tickets left. Just obviously, you know, be aware of the prices and how much you are going to pay. There's, you know, that th- there is a, a lot uh, of cost in this. You know, I'm, I'm again, looking at mine now. Um, I've just look, looked in my account. Uh, yeah. I'm in section two thirty. Um, and it's uh, in a similar section the other side around. So on the Saturday, I'm in section 230 on row 19. Uh, and I had a look at like the view from my seat. That's how I kind of decided on, <laughs> on paying for that. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's not a bad view from there. Not bad, not bad. I'm not seething in anger here at all. What <laughs> Moe like choking on my own rage but here. Th- this, is, this is the mad thing, right? The, the, the other great thing about it, it, I am, but I'm going to be in LA on my birthday, which I think is cool. No, you can't say fair than that. That's yeah, it's it's essentially my birthday pie <laughs> <laughs> with ninety thousand of your closest friends. Oh, and you know, I might just if I have a few beers, I might end up sort of like making a point of that. <laughs> it's my birthday. I'm a Brit abroad, and I will party like no tomorrow. Throwing chairs like a drunken Chelsea fan. But anyway, <laughs> um, we've talked about WrestleMania ticket sales. Obviously, there's going to be some big names on WrestleMania. Uh, some big names have been brought back, but it seems that WWE haven't stopped there. Triple H, he's known for his aggressive talent recruitment. Um, he apparently approached a contracted member of the AEW roster. Um, According to, I believe it was Fightful that broke the story. Yes. Uh, according to them, the EW superstar uh, is very happy where he is just now. He approached Tony Khan just to make the company aware that uh, an approach had been made and that he was making it perfectly clear that he is an EW superstar. The EW superstar in question, who's not been named, also spoke to Fightful and said, uh, he's made it very clear that he doesn't want to leave AEW at the moment, but it looks like WWE could be putting feelers out there. A uh, bit of a bit of a risky move, or is it? Or is it? Because I think that there's another way to look at it. It's a risky move, yeah, because you know you're you, you know you're getting into a situation where you're almost like it's like tapping up in football, I guess, isn't it? And <laughs> you know that's probably not the way to go about it, but it's the way business gets done. And we see this in football, as we said, with all the players that, that do end up kind of going to clubs in the end after a long protracted situation. But whereas it's a bit of a naughty no-no, has has this just basically 
throwing a little grenade in because the way I look at it, and I was thinking about this on, on my way back from the gym before, has has this little report popping out, and whoever it is, I assume Adam Cole, but whoever it is, of course, has has basically said like, you know, this has happened. Hey, you know, there we go. Has this now got in the locker room, and you know, you think of um, Miro, for example. Mm-hmm. He's going. You know what? I'm a. I know I'm getting a bit of a spotlight now, but I'm oh, sick of being on dark and dark elevation for ages. And then you think of like some other talent who might do that, and they're going, you know what? I, I don't want to be in dark and dark elevation for, for six, twelve months. I'm, I don't want to be on YouTube. You, you're telling me I could be on like TV every week and and be out on the road and making money. You know what? That that. I'm going to speak to my agent. I'm going to see if they can get in touch with talent relations. Maybe this is a situation where he's gone, you know what? I'm, I know I'm not going to be able to sign this guy because he's in a long-term contract and I think he's happy. But I wonder who else might just go, you know what? I've had enough here. It's, it's certainly, certainly a clever way to go about things. I mean... Hey, they don't call him the cerebral assassin for nothing. In fairness to him, the um, he could always have just done what they do in what you call it, what they do in football. You don't need to go direct to the guy. You just leak a story to a journalist, <laughs> yeah. And all of a sudden, it's Club X going after Player Y in the summer, yeah. And then all 100%. of a sudden, the agent gets wind of this and goes, "Do you think are you happy where you are? Right, yeah." It's certainly interesting. Is it risky? I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's, yeah, potentially a risky play if, like, Tony Khan, who who has been a bit flappy in interviews talking about things like this, I feel. is You know, if he goes, oh, I'm just putting in legal proceedings and going straight for that, and, you know, if, if he does that, then I I don't think he can because I think that shows he's rattled. I, I think so, too. Well, we saw the... Um, we'll move on to this because I was about to talk about a tweet that he put out, but... Um, he had an interview on Busted Open Radio, and he also yeah. he said multiple ones on Busted Open Radio, um, where he said when Triple H first took over, he says, "Do you think people are just going to start coming back?" I don't think so. Things don't change that easily. Then three return, no four returns. Sorry, Dakota Kai, Carrying Cross, and Scarlett Bordeaux, because I'm counting them as one. Hit Row, I'm counting them as one, and Dexter Loomis. And then all of a sudden, rumours start flying that there's not a great, not a great um, atmosphere in the AEW locker room. And Tony Khan comes out and goes, without being asked, just says on Busted Open, I think we've got a great backstage uh, environment. I think we've got a really positive locker room. That tells me he is flapping in the wind and he is already rattled. And I think he was perfectly happy to go up against... Triple H, when he was, you know, let's be honest, Triple H was on his way out of NXT when it went to the USA Network and Vince McMahon was there to sort of deal with the network executives. Triple H has got complete control of the roster now and he's not shy in showing it. And people, you know, AEW was, and rightfully so, was the most talked about wrestling promotion because... 
They were putting on great matches with people like Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. They were bringing in the likes of Brian Danielson and Adam Cole. But now, gotten a bit stale, the Forbidden Door allowed them to get a bit lazy. WWE started being the being the most talked about show, and that um, that leads us nicely into this tweet that um, you mentioned before we came on air. Uh, Tony Khan tweeted out uh, an hour ago, uh, I'm so excited for Wednesday night AEW Dynamite tonight on the TBS network. We're live on TBS tonight for the Dynamite episode 150, and I sincerely believe it can be one of our biggest and best shows ever. Tonight's show on TBS is presented by the new HBO series House of Dragons. So obviously he's doing the plug there, but also um, Young Bucks, A Man Down, and the Trios Tournament. Is uh, Mr. Kenneth Omega returning tonight? Yeah, get your mops out, lads. The cleaners back. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> that was still the greatest entrance ever, that. Kenny Omega, the cleaner. What's he do? He came down with a mop. I adore it. I mean, uh, it was all like just because it, it was meant to be a big visual thing in Japan, and I love that. Get the mops out. Kenny Omega's back, everyone. I think he is back tonight. I, I think they're going all in with that. I, I don't. I can't see anybody else. I mean, yeah. And, and this is the, this is the thing again. It's like with the whole CM Punk thing. When CM Punk came back, they have to deliver now. The rumors out there. If he doesn't yeah. deliver tonight, it's such an anticlimax. I'm just I'm just laughing here. Um, so obviously, the House of Dragons, Game of Thrones, the first spin-off series, a massive get to be part of the sponsorship here. But Jesus Christ, I mean. There's subtle advertising, and then there's Jerry Lawler eating nachos from Sony <laughs> on commentary, and this this has got a whip of that about it. Game of Thrones, House of Dragon presents best two out of three falls: the Dragon Brian Danielson, the Dragon Slayer Daniel Garcia, guest commentator Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, presented by House of the Dragon. You're like, oh my god! They've done it before, though, haven't they? What was that um, that match that was sponsored by? Was he like? Like one of the pizza chains or something like that. They had a match that was sponsored by some some restaurant or something, a, a restaurant chain. I can't remember. It was it was quite early on, uh, but they had a yeah. They, they've got form for this. Yeah, I, I, don't get me wrong. I, I I do find it quite funny, and the match itself will be great. And it's great to see Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. But I just thought, right, House of the Dragon. Brian Danielson's called a dragon. We'll get Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. We'll call the other guy the Dragon Slayer. Right? Amazing. Let's go with that. The, <laughs> crack, the Cracker Barrel cra- the cracker barrel Clash. Yes. Yes. Because that was, it was a big part of being the elite, wasn't it? Um, yeah. It used to be, it was Cody, Marty, the Bucks, Adam Page and Kenny Omega. They used to sit in the Cracker Barrel porch. That's the one. The Cracker Barrel Clash with Darby Allen, Joey Janela, and Jimmy Havoc. That was what it was, yeah. <laughs> I would. But yeah, it looks like a, it does look like a stacked show tonight because that two out of three falls match with Garcia and Danielson is going to be great. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, oh, it's a banger. Their, their first match was great. Uh, Tony Storm v. Killing King, uh, the Varsity Blondes versus the Gun Club, uh, and obviously that aforementioned. A young Bucks and a mystery partner it's going to be Kenny against Andrade El Idolo, Roosh and Dragon Lee some absolute bangers there and as you mentioned they need to deliver tonight it's been a 
been rumoured that it might be Hangman as their partner. You know, we've saw... Well, he rejected them, didn't he? Or, or, or did he reject? Yeah, he rejected them, didn't he? It wasn't Dark Order he turned his back on. He, he rejected them in that. Uh, I, I remember seeing some promo. Was with it? that? Yeah, what? I'm pretty sure he, he rejected them. So whether he's had a change of heart, I'm pretty sure that happened. Unless, well, I, dreamt, like, unless I dreamt it. Yeah, no, he's dead. He declined. I think it was on Rampage. Yeah. See, that's it because. This is why I forget it, because let's face it, and we can say it. Come on, we're all friends. Rampage, Rampage has been utter garbage. Yeah, no. Well, well, let's talk about that, um, because I was reading that Tony Khan tweet uh, off of the Twitter profile of Mr. Zach Clayton, formerly of the Jersey Shore. Oh, God. He's wrestled a few matches on AEW Dark Elevation, and he's going to take on Hook next week or this coming Friday, I should say, for the FTW title on Rampage. And this better be over in a minute. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, this, this this better be red rum, bang, done. Yeah, yeah he gets in the ring and just nails him. I, I, I don't want to see this, and it's just... No, you, you, can't, you can't hang a TV show on that, especially, you know, let's face it, the ratings are not exactly lighting up anybody's imaginations right now. I think AEW has been definitely not been must watch for about six weeks now. There's not been anything that massively exciting. That match with, you know, Danielson Garcia aside, that's that there's been flashes, but nothing, there's nothing that's been must watch. I, I, I talked about a rampage. Obviously I said, you know, who'd have thought, you know, using Rampage to promote New Japan, Ring of Honor, Impact Wrestling, Jersey Shore, GCW, ECW, Cracker Barrel, Cracker Jack, Jumping Jack Flash, you know, (laughs) Flash (laughs) Funk, the Funkadactyls, you know, just all those people. (laughs) And then there's now rumours that your locker room's unhappy. And then all of a sudden, you're going to have to start putting stuff on this show. And as soon as, like, we we talked about um, the returns and all that for WWE. There wasn't a return on Raw this week, but it was still a good show. Yeah. You know, there's returns, but it's not just, hey, look, this guy, we've got this guy now. Like, it's the Dexter Loomis, there's, you know, Two weeks of stuff happening, crazy stuff happening on Raw, and the rumor that uh, he's going back to NXT to be part of Index again, and you know, carrying Cross is in the background of the world title feud, and you know, Hit Row. We'll see where that goes, but yeah, it's <laughs> the <laughs> the Forbidden Door allowed them to get a bit lazy and. As much as tonight's Dynamite, I think, will be great. I think it will be the first great Dynamite they've had in a few weeks. And I want to talk about something which really, really annoyed me recently at AEW. Regarding uh, the former Ring of Honor champion, uh, I always get his name wrong, Jonathan Gresham. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's fine, yeah. Yeah, Jonathan Gresham, yeah. Scott always shouting, it's not Gresham, it's Gresham. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's Gresham. (laughs) Are you on the Facebook? Um, <laughs> but 
So he's recently been in the news because not only did his Ring of Honor title come to an end, but he requested his release from Ring of Honor. Um, and this this happens every time that under the Tony Khan umbrella, someone either is released or asked to be released, released or leaves the company. It's never, I didn't work out or look, we didn't have a place for them. You know, not everyone can be in the meeting. And that, that's absolutely fine. See if it, you know, because it happened with AC3 and, um, and NXT. Oh, he came yeah. In at a time where Keith Lee, Dominic Dijakovic, uh, Adam Cole, the Undisputed Era, Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa were on top. It, just, it wasn't the right time. So I, I asked, because I put this in the chat, saying, why is it whenever someone leaves AEW or anything to do with AEW, the go-to reaction is, ah, well, bad vibes. Ah, he wasn't liked. Ah, well, he wasn't that good anyway. It's as if you can't leave without being completely trashed. Yeah. And if Vince McMahon came out, you know, Vince McMahon had been asked before about releases on the Stone Cold podcast in the early days of the network. And he just, you know, he, he came out and just said, he went, not everyone can be the guy. And that's it's a bit like, you know, corporate cover answer, but it's also very true. It is, it's right. Yeah. You, you know, not everyone can be the world champion. He didn't turn around and go, Ah oh, well, I thought this guy was rubbish. Or ah oh, well, you know they're not good enough for our company. Or you know what I mean? It was, it was, it was a simple, straight to the point answer. And this is this is where I really get annoyed with AEW, and it was something I wanted to bring up because we've not had a, a central in the last two weeks, so I've not had a chance to vent. So it's been, <laughs> I've just praised them for a good upcoming dynamite, bashed them for the. Uh, FTW title situation and then just further buried them. Do you, me, do you want me to get the other side of the shit sandwich that we just got here? Shall I say something good about it now? Aye, on you go. <laughs> um, did, did this going to be a decent show tonight? Uh, no, I, I do agree with you on that point. I think it's... Um, it, it does kind of seem to end that way. We've seen it happen with a number of talents, haven't we? We've gone out of the, out of the door and it's not been... Not been an amicable split, shall we say? Uh, and you know, I don't think it's any, you know, there's any real need for it. I think he's seen that a little bit with Cristiano Ronaldo now again, taking him out to football, and he's going, "Oh, I'm going to, you know, reveal the truth about what's going on here." Like he, again, it's like a pro wrestling storyline, isn't it? That he's coming mm. out with, and it's sad to to see that because you know Gresham's such a talent, but it wasn't going to work there. Uh, in, in the way that it was. Because, uh, I, again, I don't think Tony Khan knows what to do with the toys he's playing with at the minute. He's, I've said this this phrase before, he's the dog who caught the bus at the moment. He doesn't know what to do with it. It's like the Joker <laughs> said in Dark Knight. He has no idea what to do right now. He's got all these little toys that he's playing with. And he, he's not quite, he's loving playing with them, but he doesn't quite know what, what they all do. And, He's got Ring of Honor and it's great, and he's made Cloudy have a champion. And whoa, and but what? What are you doing with it? Like, what is it? What? Where are you putting it? Because you're concentrating on AEW, and then you've got AEW and their tiles, and then you've got ROH and their tiles, and you know, you're throwing New Japan guys in there, and they're popping in and out. And uh, you know, we've seen that with Takeshita, who says he wants to go back, and that's great. Well, sign for them if you're going back. Don't flirt between the two, mate. Just sign for them if you're going to go there. Because then you're going to be like, oh, I've got this guy coming in from New Japan and he's he's here for like three months. And I mean, as good as he is, could you take 
Konosuke Takeshita, seriously, as an as, as somebody who was a threat to Claudio when he's been beat every time? Oh, no, no, absolutely not. No, because he doesn't know what he's doing with these things. He doesn't know what he's doing with all the toys that he's got lined up. Keep it simple, man. That's all, all you need. Just like run Ring of Honor as that separate program. Stick it online. Replace Dark Elevation and Dark with it. Make that your YouTube program. That's your NXT right there. Run all that. Great. Have fun. AEW's AEW. Run that and just make sure that you just don't confuse everyone because you're going to get that hardcore little audience and then the people who could be long-term AEW fans will get turned off because they don't know what they're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what I will bring it back to the to the good parts of AEW and it was great to see CM Punk return. It was great to see yeah. CM Punk back in the company and we're heading it all out. It looks like, you know, he's had a winner take all WWE title match at SummerSlam for WWE. It could be having a winner take all title match at all out. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I'd be I'd be down for that. Yeah, I I think as well is all out the same day as Clash at the Castle. Oh, uh good question. Let me let me check. I don't think it is. Uh oh, no. it is uh it's the uh, upcoming pay-per-view. No, September the 4th. It's the day after. The day after. So I think they're going to need something big there. I think the return of Kenny Omega tonight and a potential Punk versus Moxley uh all out could I don't think it'll overshadow WWE's first pay-per-view in the UK for 30 years, but I think it certainly it gets eyes on the product. Whereas, you know, recently it's not exactly been must-see. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think, it, like you said, it needs something special, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. There really has been just that kind of like, you know, kind of lull there. And there's nothing exciting been going on. I mean, like what we're... We're we're a couple of weeks out. What three weeks out now? Is it got uh, no one two two weeks out? There's no matches announced. I think the lot. I think a lot of stuff will be announced tonight. But you know, and I, we know the the tag title final will take place there. Yeah. But, you know, no advertised matches yet. Two That's weeks out. One of your biggest pay per views of the year, and you haven't announced any matches. That's that that's Vince McMahon WWE booking over the past couple of years. That <laughs> do you remember um, leading up to what was it? Hell in a Cell. Uh, yeah. it was the same weekend as the WWE moving to Fox, and they announced something like four matches, and then the day of the show, they just threw another three matches on the, the card. Just there yeah. you go. <laughs> It's, it's wild, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. But let's move on from AEW Wrestling to Impact Wrestling. Impact Wrestling uh, this past Friday. Uh, a lot of people are using a Friday from Impact Wrestling at the minute. Don't exactly hate that. Um, they had their pay-per-view or their Impact Plus special emergence. They had one, two, three, four, five, five of their six titles on the line. A, a nine-match card. I'm just going to run through the card quickly. Uh, and I don't know if, you, if you've not seen the full card, have you? 
I've I've got like the the sort of big highlights. I've not seen the entire I've not seen the entire event. I've seen little clips here and there. I've not had time to sort of sit down and watch it yet. But I know the uh, I know the results. Right. Well, what, I'll, I'll read the results and the stuff you've seen and the stuff that jumps out at you. Uh, you can talk about that, and then I'll talk about one of the st- things I liked. Um, so we had Brian Myers defending his Impact Digital Media title against Bupinder Gujar. Uh, Vexed, the team of Chelsea Green and Diana Perazzo are the new Impact Knockout World Tag Team Champions after defeating Rosemary and Ty Valkyrie. Mike Bailey, who's on a, ro- a roll with the Impact Exhibition title, defends against Jack Evans. Uh, Violent by Design defeated the team of Chris Sabin and Kushida. Uh, Bandito and Ray Horace in a AAA exhibition match. Uh, Bandito went over Ray Horace. Sammy Callahan defeated Steve Macklin in a no, in a no disqualification match. Uh, Honor No More. Uh, I think Jonathan Gresham could uh, join that soon. Um, Eddie Edwards, Matt Taven, Mike Bennett, PCO and Vincent defeated the Bullet Club, Ace Austin, Chris Bay, Doc Gallows, Carl Anderson and I, I can't pronounce his name, Hikaleo. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Yeah, oh, they got it right. And then no DQ, 10-man tag team match, on or no more. Now get a shot at the Bullet Club's tag team titles. Had Bullet Club won, on or no more would have had to disband. Uh, Jordan Grace defeated Mia Yim for the Impact Snockout World title. And in an absolute banger of a main event, nearly half an hour long, Josh Alexander defending the title against Alex Shelley, who got his first one-on-one uh, match for the Impact World Championship, which I think is insane considering how long he's been with the company. But yeah, I, Impact continuing to put on solid shows uh, month after month. They do indeed. And I'll tell you what, they're selling these places out as well, which is brilliant for them. They're not doing the normal domes or like big arenas, but they're selling them out. And it's great to see it. And they've got some brilliant talent on there as well. They're having banging matches. More power to them. More power to them. I think they're doing so good. Yeah, I agree. I was especially pleased to see Chelsea Green and Diana Perazzo uh, take the tag team titles yeah. uh, and the women's di- in the knockouts division. Sorry, because Diana Perazzo was the women's title champion for so long. She was great with that. Then she had the Ring of Honor and the AAA uh, women's titles, and was doing the Champ Champ Challenge. She just. She seemed lost and she seemed wasted when she wasn't in title pictures. So I'm so glad her and Chelsea Green have, you know, got the titles. And it also means, you know, Chelsea Green does have a history of injuries. If she gets injured, Diana Perazzo can carry the team going forward. And yeah, yeah, just an absolute great match with Rosemary and Taya Valkyrie. Ironically enough, uh, the digital media championship match and the Impact Knockout World Tag Title match are available for free over on YouTube and I'd recommend watching both of them. Uh, Brian Myers doing more and more great work with his most professional wrestler gimmick uh, and doing everything he can to retain the Digital Media Championship by hook or by crook. Uh, Mike Bailey as well, he's had a great run with the Impact X Division title. Uh, Speedball Mike Bailey obviously well-known to people in Scotland. He's had multiple runs over here with Discovery and Source. And it's, it's it's nice to see someone, a nice guy, succeed for once, you know what I mean? Yeah, really cool. I think he's had some good matches there as well. He's, he's doing well at, uh, as part of Impact and holding that title and having great matches with it. More power to him again. And Victory Road, where 
Impact have announced another Friday night special. Uh, Friday, September 23rd, back in Nashville, Tennessee, at the Skyway Studios, two weeks before Bound for Glory on October, uh, October 7th, I believe. Uh, Victory Road was always a great pay-per-view. It was sort of like Impact's version of uh, No Way Out or Elimination Chamber. The final yeah. touch for the big show happened there. And I'm really looking forward to this one because <laughs> Impact is just two hours a week. It's not like WWE where oh, if you watch Raw, it's three hours, but you only get half the story because half the guys are on SmackDown and there's guys in NXT and there's NXT UK. It's not like... Um, we, we've talked about AEW with Rampage and Dynamite and Dark and Dark Elevation. It's just two hours and a monthly special once a month. So and, easy to keep track of. And you just you feel immersed in it. Yeah, I agree with you. I've just actually just done a very quick bit of uh, calculation and, and wrote a number down. If you watch... Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT UK, and I'm going to add this because it's actually quite good sometimes. NXT Level Up, that's eight and a half hours of wrestling in your week. That's a day's work yeah. of watching wrestling in a week. That that you know, That's a mission. I mean, like I finished work today and went to the gym and then I came back and I watched uh, NXT. And I tend to do that with Raw and obviously I can see SmackDown on a Saturday morning mm-hmm. when I get up. But I'm lucky to be in a position to do that, you know, and then I've got to catch up with, you know, if I've not had a chance to see Dynamite on a on a Thursday, you know, and tomorrow I'm probably not going to get to do that. Next week's the same. Uh, you know, I've got to catch up with those sort of at the weekend. So, you know, being able to just sort of sit there and go, oh, yeah, I, I like this. I'm a big fan of Impact. I like to watch it. I watch it as much as I can when I can. Two hours a week. Yeah, you know, that's, that's something I can invest in. And they make it easy for you to watch as well. Yeah, it's on a, it's on YouTube. I mean, they even break the the big things down. It's not like three minute clips like WWE. They'll actually show you the full match on their YouTube channel. So it is it is great to see um, someone who has made leaps and bounds over in Impact Wrestling. Currently out injured, but still doing his thing on the independent scene. Former Zack Ryder, Matt Cardona, and we need to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> Do we? <laughs> uh, this past weekend's GCW show. Uh, so, obviously, for those that don't know, Game Changer Wrestling, known for its hardcore style, known for its death matches, Zack Ryder coming in, calling himself sports entertainer, being the complete WWE guy. Him and Chelsea Green renewed their wedding vows he came out dressed like the Macho Man, full on, <laughs> full on SummerSlam 1991 vibes. <laughs> I, I think, do you know that outfit? I'm pretty sure that was WrestleMania Seven. Was it? The... I'm pretty sure it was that. Yeah, I'm. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna claim it. I'm gonna look at this SummerSlam uh, wedding now. I think you might be right. I think. I'm sure. Yes, because he was gold. He was in gold um, at SummerSlam. And yeah, that was his uh, retirement match with the Ultimate Warrior. When him and Elizabeth got back together, that makes yep. sense. Renewing vows. Um, see, just stupid little things like that. Th- that's why Matt Cardona is just so entertaining as a heel. You know, he dressed up, he called himself the original Deathmatch wrestler 
and defended the title dressed like Vince McMahon, full do rag on and everything. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Um, but the wedding was interrupted by a certain returning Mr. Nick Gage. Um, and if you haven't seen it, it's the funniest thing ever. Zack Ryder's dad gets hit with a light tube, and I think he's so scared and bracing himself for impact that he just completely forgets to sell. <laughs> he just kind of like wobbles around for a second, doesn't he? And then he, I don't know whether he kind of like thinks that he has to do something, but then doesn't. And he just kind of sort of stumbles about a little bit. It's so bad. It's 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 funny because it, you see obviously the professional in Nick Gage where he goes right bang hits him he's playing this character and then he's like right mate you need to move you need, I've got his spine must be your son on the stage here <laughs> shit <laughs> it's, so funny. it's so it's it's grim it's hilarious Matt's dad just not selling for nothing um let's quickly talk about Matt Cardona as well because he's talked about. Also returning to WWE under um, under Triple H's WWE, he said that he wouldn't mind going back. He's saying never say never, but he's having a great time on the independent scene just now. The only stumbling blocks are that his uh, major major brothers wrestling figure podcast, which they make a lot of money from. He's saying that's a non-negotiable. If they say to me that you need to stop doing the podcast, I'll say to them, I'm not coming back. I do think like Triple H in his position may be a little bit more amenable to these kind of things. Uh, I think, you know, he, he might just basically say, look, as long as it's not going to get in the way of what we're doing, then it's cool. I think he, he you know, there's a different philosophy now. So I think he's going to be okay with it. I 100% see Matt Cardona, Cardona back in WWE at some point. I really do. Uh, and, uh, just because he's going to make a lot of money. He and, has said, though, he, play. he has said he doesn't want to be another face on the roster. He went, I've done that already. Yeah. Um, I don't want to do it again. So, you know what, fair play. He's backed himself. It's worked on the independent scene for him. Hopefully see him back in WWE someday and hopefully he gets the spotlight he should have had when he got popular through the YouTube show. You know, because we've seen with guys like New Day, when you, you know, veer into the skid and you go with the organic chant and you make guys over, it's a gold mine for you and it's a gold mine for them. Um so obviously we talked about Zack Ryder, what he said. Um we talked about Takesha saying have I said that right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, talking about how he wants to go back to AEW. Um, it's apparently exactly what WWE are looking for, but he's not interested in the company right now. That was according to an interview he had with uh, Cultaholic. But Big Demo has oh, had a, yeah. the former Killian Dane has had an interview with Cultaholic. He says he's very much open to a return to WWE uh, if the right move can be made. He's been wrestling in ICW, uh, one of WWE's, you know, partners in the UK. And he's wrestling in progress where he's now the progress world champion, uh, winning, I believe it was in Belfast this past weekend. Uh, no, they were, oh, they've been on a, a tour uh, all over the place. They've been um, in uh, Newcastle, they've been in Sheffield, 
Um, I'll, I've just got to pull up the actual full dates. I can't remember if it was in Belfast or not, but yeah, he um, he he defeated uh, Chris Ridgway for the uh, for the Progress World Title, which is is a a big one. It was a yeah one I don't think many people saw coming, and uh, and it just it took a few people by surprise. And looking at the pictures of him holding that title now, he's a you know he's a very very happy man. Uh, yeah, they've been doing this Deadly Viper tour um uh where obviously Takeshita was on it as well they're in sheffield uh they have been uh all over the gaff yeah sheffield and uh and uh, back in london as well uh so yeah they've been all over the place uh newcastle as i mentioned before uh the boiler shop there uh yeah they've they've had some uh some big big what events with this it was sheffield where he um i thought it was I thought it was sheffield. yeah when you just looking here, yeah. He, he's appearing at uh, PBW. Yes, he is, isn't he? PBW, sorry. Um, he is... What else is he? I'm sure his uh, lovely wife will be having a, a, a little word as well. Yeah, a wee quiet word in his ear. That's where I thought he was in... Uh, I thought he was in Belfast. He was with Belfast... Uh, this past Sunday uh, for OTT. Ah, there you go. There we are. Um, but yeah, Progress World Champion, big demo. We, we've known for years, you know, being being people that watch the British Indy scene, what big demo can do. Killian Dane and mm-hmm. Sanity, they had a good run in NXT. They were part of the, the war games. Uh, the first war games that NXT that was a did. Great match that as well, yeah. Yep. Feuds with the Undisputed Era, the Authors of Pain, Roderick Strong. Um so many so many the the team NXT was like Chris Hero and all that. It just sort of fell apart when it went to the main roster. It was sort of like it's got the buried. Yeah, the main roster wanted them but didn't know what to do with them. And it was just <laughs> It just fell apart. He had a good wee run back in NXT again. Uh, him and uh, oh, Drake was, uh, Yeah, Drake Maverick, yeah. And the little and large team. They were sort of like Nelson and Martin Prince at the Simpsons. <laughs> and that, that epic theme tune as well. Yes, sensational. <laughs> and Big Demo using every excuse he could just to throw Drake Maverick, saying it was part for the team. <laughs> just launching him across the ring. Loved it. Uh, but then, obviously, with you know some of the releases, it's just not. It, it just it didn't last long. He was let go, unfortunately. He said he's popped up in a New Japan Strong. He's popped up in AEW, and yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing. You mentioned Nikki Ash as on Raw could be a big. Pardon me. Could be a big driving force bringing him back to WWE. The fact that his wife's there, the fact that he's based in Florida. Hey, why not? Yeah, I think yeah, he's he's a great talent, and if he can come back, then even better. You know, he could do some good stuff. Um, yeah, maybe even in NXT 2.0. Yeah, he could do some good stuff there. Uh, but it'd, it'd be good to see him back. Again, he's. I think now it's not just a case. Of, oh, just go and sign these people. You know, just get them all back. 
it's got to be right. You know, it's got to be right for them as well as the, the promotion. So, look, if it makes sense to bring Big Damo back, bring Big Damo back. He was, um, what do you call it as well? He was at the Starcast weekend. Yes, um, he, was, oh, yeah. he was part of the Bunkhouse Battle Royal at Ric Flair's last match show. He even wrestled uh, Eric Young, his former Sanity teammate. There's a photo of him with a, a thinking face from August 9th. Uh, him and Eric Young shaking hands. I, I believe he recently posted a picture of Sanity to Twitter. Yes, he did. Yes. So like, maybe he's putting tea. Maybe he's just winding everybody up. John Cena does it all the time. Maybe he's just oh, learned from him. Yeah, I, I, I expect he's doing that, to be honest. Progress champ. Um, WWE tends to do things with progress and ICW guys for uh, WrestleMania access, yep. which I imagine will be in full swing this year. You know, it's the first time they've been able to do one properly yes. since yeah. WrestleMania 2019. So, hey, here's hoping we see him there. And if he goes back to WWE, let's hope that he gets... He, he got quite a big spotlight at WrestleMania 33 in the Battle Royal. He mm. finished uh, third. He... He wasn't meant to be, you know, he wasn't on the main roster at the time. And they just kind of went, yeah, Big Dame wasn't about Royal. And he only put five guys. So, hey, if he comes back, here's hoping he gets the push he deserves. Yeah, totally. But that is going to do it for we, us we haven't We haven't done Heat Wave, have we? Oh, Christ, no. Christ. Let's, let's round off on Heat Wave, the big event that we watched, uh, yeah, from last night. We literally... We literally watched <laughs> Heatwave. You, for the for the viewers, I was running behind as per bloody usual. <laughs> John was on the phone to me as I was watching the finale of Heatwave. <laughs> well, let, let, we talked about um, th- there's been some some debuts, so let's just we've already spoke about. Um, Indy Hartwell getting the the letter that says Index Forever. Yeah. <laughs> only for Blair Davenport uh, to appear on screen, making her debut in NXT, former NXT UK uh, women's wrestler. She takes it, rips it in half, and she says, I'm Blair Davenport, and I'm the next NXT women's champion. So it looks as if Triple H last night uh, plugged NXT hard on his on his Twitter profile. He did, yeah. He went, he went through the matches... And he made it clear that there's been surprises happening on SmackDown, but it's not the only place they'll be taking place. And hey, they um, they delivered with Blair Davenport, and then later on, the Diamond Mind, uh, Diamond Mind, sorry, uh, Roderick Strong's getting yelled at in the ring uh, off of the Creed Brothers. They're not happy with the direction the Diamond Mind's taking. When all of a sudden from NXT UK, Gallus, Joe Coffey, Mark Coffey and Wolfgang. Uh, Wolfgang's been on NXT before back in 2016 at the start of the original uh, WWE UK. But back on NXT in the 2.0 form and it looks like they're going after the tag titles and they're going after. It's going to be gang warfare, Gallus versus the Diamond Mine. What do you think of that? Bunch of big lads beating each other up. Could be good that I, I really like um, 
uh, the 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 Creed brothers. I think they're really good, and uh, it, yeah, I, this is going to be a, one of those which just going to be a bunch of bunch of lads just smacking each other, which is always fun to watch. So yeah, could be good. Could be good. This. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of Gallus. I'm going to be honest. I might have lost my Scottish citizenship. No, no, I, I get it. Cause we were talking before about this and saying like, you know, I, I, I see the character and I love the theme. I think the theme really makes them. But, you know, in, in the ring, are they that great? Yeah, probably not. Um, but I think it's going to be a, that they're good opponents for the Creed brothers. And, you know, they've beaten up teams that are, you know, slightly smaller than them. And these guys are kind of at least on their level of, uh, you know, sort of he- more heavyweight. So I think now when they start throwing these two lads around, the Coffee Brothers around, that's a good thing to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Wolfgang's had run-ins with Roderick Strong before. Um, uh, Wolfgang went up against the Undisputed Era when WWE came at the Albert Hall for the second UK Championship Tournament. They've had a few run-ins uh, in recent years, so that'll be a familiar match there. But um, before we before we get into the big um, the big return at the end of the night, let's just talk about some of the results. Uh, Mandy Rose continues her her Triple H S grain of terror <laughs> <laughs> over the NXT Women's Division, defeating Zoe Starks. Uh, Nikita Lyons was involved in the match as well. She chased Toxic Attraction away further plugging their appearance in the women's tag title tournament. Do you think with um, some some more women and men coming in from NXT UK onto NXT 2.0 that we could see some people stepping up? And do you see Nikita and um, Zoe going up to the main roster? Or do you think it'll be a one and done with them in the tag title tournament? It'll be a one and done for now, but they're going up. There's, there's no doubt about it. They're, I think they'll get beat in this in this tournament, but they'll have a really good showing, and they'll make it point of that, and then they'll appear on the roster. I don't think they'll appear as a team; they'll appear separately because they're too strong individual characters to be thrown together as a tag team. I think here they're coming up to to be spotlighted, and uh, and also to see if they can swim in in a in a bigger setting. Because you know some people. And I can throw this to Aaliyah. She really struggled when she started. You know, you've got to see whether these people can actually handle being on, you know, these shows because they've come from NXT 2.0, which is done in the Performance Center. It's done in the, you know, Capital Wrestling Center, whatever you want to call it. And now they're in arenas. No, no, absolutely. You've got to, you've got to swim. And, yeah, we've got to see what these two girls have got. And, yeah, I said before, I think Starks is ready now. She's ready to go. I think Nikita Lyons needs a little bit of seasoning, a little bit of something else thrown in there. But yeah, like stick, stick someone with her. And I've been reading, uh, I've been reading a book. I've been reading Pep Linder's book, who's the uh, Liverpool assistant manager, um, which is is really good insight into sort of any kind of elite level football team. And it's the way that in at Liverpool, the setup with like the young lads come in. And they put them with other players. They put them with senior players to kind of look after them and bring them into the side better and, you know, just basically take them under their wing and, and, and be their mentor in a way. 
And I think that's maybe that's something that Triple H is going to do there. He's going to look, you know, get one of the one of the you know more established talents from uh, the women's roster on SmackDown to look after Nikita Lions and to bring her in and to, to help her out a little bit. I think that's a great philosophy to have. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, Giovanni Vici and Carmelo Hayes are an absolute banger for the NXT North American title. So I, think, I think Carmelo Hayes is someone who's ready right now. 100%. I think, just imagine him against Ricochet, imagine him against Rey Mysterio, imagine him just tearing the house down with Finn Balor. Mustafarali, Cedric Alexander, oh. so many great opponents there. And Carmelo Hayes retains his uh, North American title again. A bit of shenanigans in the finale, Trick Williams getting involved, but Carmelo Hayes gets the pin and gets the win. That's why they're so good together, that duo works. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the the main event, uh, the former Jordan Devlin, now known as JD McDonough. Is it McDonough? Yeah, McDonough. Madonna. McDonough. JD Madonna again. JD Madonna. His gimmick is the conical bra. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Another great title defence for Braun Breaker, but a great a great showcase for JD not going down without a fight. I think he knew the fight was won, but he welcomed the third spear. um, Stood up, smiled. That um, that bloody mouth, that bloody smile, just an absolute, absolute great moment. He w- he will go far in NXT. Triple H clearly likes him. I think he was going to get a big push in twenty twenty pre pandemic, mm. uh, but he's obviously he's went back to NXT UK because obviously travel issues. But yeah, after the match, Braun takes the NXT title, standing tall. When Tyler Bate, he's NXT UK champion. We knew this due to the injury of uh, Ilya Dragunov. It's not happened on TV yet, but it's happened on US TV. <laughs> um, hits the ring. He looks, they face off. Bate raises his title in there. Braun does the same. Uh, and I think we might have a title versus title match. Uh, Ryan in our group chat questioned... Are they going to have some NXT versus NXT UK matches on Clash at the Castle for some British representation, or do you think that that that's it? Like Drew's going to be the British representation. Drew's going to win the title, and these matches will take place elsewhere. Drew's the draw. Let's face it. If they do something with NXT UK, I can see it being Prigio. Um. With the, the commentary at the end, it was Vic Joseph who said um, Worlds Collide, and that brings oh. back when Worlds Collide, you know, the Worlds Collide uh, event that they did. Yeah, so absolutely. I'm wondering if that's going, going to be the direction that they're, they're going to head down. But obviously, you know, there's been this kind of like little question mark over NXT UK at the moment because of the, the cancelled tapings. If, you know, they've not gone anywhere else. Uh, yeah, fair play BT putting up a studio, and obviously they needed it because they needed it for the footy. So you know that was their priority. That was that that, that was their thing. Um, and obviously this this wouldn't have been a long term solution, would it? To have 
NXT UK at the BT studio. So now, you know, they've got to sit there and go, wait, where do we put it? Or do we just go, let's not bother. Let's have like, you know, they could repurpose that performance center that they've got in London, do something similar to the Capital Wrestling Center, whack it on the network, have the talents under a contract that they've got them under, do what Triple H has currently done. He's cherry pick the ones he clearly wants. Uh, and just, you know, train the rest up and, and, and have NXT UK just run on the network. I wouldn't be against them having, instead of monthly tapings, fortnightly tapings, where they tape two episodes of NXT and two episodes of NXT UK. And NXT level up, obviously being taped there, can be used as a showcase for both guys and girls yeah. on NXT and NXT UK. I wouldn't be against that, you know. Just, you know, bring NXT with NXT UK to the UK a couple of times a year and the NXT name sells more than NXT UK it, it just does it's a more established brand and yeah. it would be a win-win for everyone NXT UK gets a, a full crowd and at the Capital Wrestling Centre every two weeks when NXT goes on tour it has the the local hometown heroes of NXT UK and when NXT UK goes on tour, they have the established name of NXT. It just it's a win win for everyone. I'd put yeah, them together. There's lots there's lots to do there. There's certainly a lot to do with it. And I think emerging of it, yeah, would would be a good thing. Absolutely. And maybe a world's collide sometime down the line, but that is actually going to do it this time. <laughs> <laughs> Just making sure nothing's happened, you know. Yeah, I'm just I'm just checking now that nothing's going down. I don't think anything exciting else has happened, you know. Um, Drew, Drew has said with, uh, to Chris Van Vliet that he would like WrestleMania to be in the UK. So, yeah, I mean, bro, it's not going to happen. But you know, we've got Clash. We'll, we'll, we'll. Yeah, we're sticking with Clash. We'll 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 roll with that. Oh, and uh, NXT got its highest viewership since October last night. So that, was, uh, that was pretty big. It did um, uh, 723,000 viewers, which is up from uh, just under 600,000 last week. So it, it, it put on 125,000 people this week. There we are, see? Bringing, bringing new blood in putting the brands together, see it works. I told you I'm a marketing genius. <laughs> anyway, if you would also like to tell me how much of a marketing genius I am, then you can follow us on Twitter, at Suplex Retweet. You can also find us there, at Suplex Retweet, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, you name it, we're on it. Massive back catalogue of news, interviews, reviews and previews. That's over on Eastlip Suplex Retweet, iTunes, Anchor, Spotify and Android. Thank you very much to John for joining us this week. My pleasure, my friend. Thank you. We'll be back. Well, I won't be back next week. I'm on holiday. I'm getting your hair done. So very exactly, <laughs> my hair, my teeth, my tits. Um, very much a busman's schedule. I'm on here <laughs> days. I show up when I like. But yeah, we, I'll be back. Central will be back soon with people that aren't quite as good as me as hosting. <laughs> Probably Scott. Bye bye. Hi, I'm Scott McLeod. And I'm Grant McGrobby. We are the hosts of the monthly show on Eat Superplex Retreat East Meets West. Where we'll bring you all the latest happenings, reviews, and big events from New Japan and the land of the Far East. You can remember to check that out on the Eat Seek Superplex Retreat podcast feed on all good Android podcasting sites like Anchor, Spotify, or iTunes now. Sports Social Podcast Network.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.